play now put me in the game now i came here to prove it i'm ready to do it i can't be afraid now put me on the stage now i'm ready to rage now i feel like an animal stuck in a cage and i'm ready to break out So I'm very, very excited, ladies and gents, because I do have a fantastic 10 things or 10 ways to get your shit together in 2021. And it's a little bit different. You know, some of them are a bit obvious, but it's usually the obvious things that we need to do and we don't do. Because, you know, something that I like to say as a quote, and it's probably the quote of 2021 is, Hard things, easy life. Easy things, hard life. But sometimes the easy things are hard to do because they're easy to do. And people are like, what on earth are you on about? Well, here's a reality. If you've got a bill to pay online, it normally takes about two minutes to do it. But yet it takes you three weeks to actually spend the two minutes to do it. So the easy things can sometimes be difficult to do because you can do them very, very quickly, which means that you don't do them very, very quickly. So um, let's get cracking, shall we? 10 ways to get your shit together in 2021. Number one, and probably the most important one, if you're going to learn any lesson from 2020, and that is filter your news feeds. Okay. This is one of the most important things that you need to do in 2021. Start unfollowing people, start muting people, stop wasting time on social media. So many people think, you know, they say to me, oh, I'm so busy, I haven't got any time. Yeah, I've seen that you've been on Twitter like arguing with an imaginary person who doesn't really matter for the last hour. One of the worst things that you can do is argue with people on the internet. Why? Because you've both got two things, Google and time. Google to come up with the answers and time to respond, which means nobody is going to win the game. So don't even fucking start the game. Pointless, completely pointless. You should be jumping on social media as a creator, okay? What value can you put into the world? And if you are consuming on social media, don't consume bellends. Consume people who are going to get you healthier, happier, and fit, fitter and stronger. And be aware of the mood in which you're going on social media for. If you're not in a good mood, do not go on social media. It's not going to make you feel any better, uh, something that I like to say is, you know, if you can go onto social media and come off it better than when you went on, you're going to win the game. And the only way that you're going to come off social media better than when you went on is by following the right people who lift you up, who share good ideas that are going to help you get better. But if you are getting triggered by posts, getting triggered by people, listening to controversial people conspiracy theories and goodness knows what else has come out of 2020. Just get rid of it. It's so intriguing, I know. And it's so interesting when you see people arguing online for no apparent reason. And when we do get bored sometimes, we do entertain it. But it's not going to help you push the needle forward. So my number one, to get your shit together, you need to filter your news feeds. Two, and number two is the most obvious one, but something that so many people don't do. And it's get more sleep. Get more sleep. It has literally changed the game for me over the last few years. I used to be team no sleep. Team, if you sleep two hours less a day, you'll get an extra month in the year to get shit done. New, reality check, ladies and gents. It doesn't matter if you get an extra month if you're fucking knackered. You ain't going to get much done. And if you are fully rested, fully recovered, you can get 
so much more done in four hours than you can get done in eight when you're tired. So focus on getting more sleep. And a lot of a lot of you out there say, well, it's all right for you. You know, what about the kids? Yeah, I've got two young kids. I've got one that headbutts me at three o'clock in the morning. Yes, it's difficult. It is difficult. But sometimes I find actually going to bed earlier helps because I get that extra two hours sleep before I come in and get a, a flying headbutt from an 18-month-old. It is difficult to, to get more sleep. But I know for a fact so many people go to bed 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. And I say to people will see me get up at like five or six o'clock and they're like, oh, what time do you go to sleep? I say, I go to sleep about half past nine, sometimes nine o'clock. And actually, that's why I still get seven to eight hours sleep. I just go to bed earlier. And the best way to do that, of course, is switch off social media after eight o'clock. Do not have your mobile phone by your bedside. Read a paper book that actually helps you go to sleep and have an, an evening routine. An evening routine is just as, if not, more important than a morning routine. Because if you get your evening routine sorted, you can attack the day nice and early in the morning and get that morning routine sorted too. So number two, get more sleep. On to number three, have highly accountable commitments. What do I mean by that? So many of us want to do things, but we keep it as a thought. We keep it to ourselves. We don't share it with other people. And one of the main reasons that we don't share it with other people is that we're afraid that if we tell others that we might not be able to complete it and we might look stupid. So we keep it to ourselves because if we do fail, then we're not going to be embarrassed, which is probably the reason why you're not achieving things because you're too scared to put it out there and you're too scared of failure. One of the scariest things that I said this year was, you know, that I didn't want to say was I'm drinking far too much alcohol and I need to stop. And I kept trying to reduce it down by saying, look, I'm only going to drink, I'm not going to drink on a school night, keep it Fridays and Saturdays, then a couple of beers, you know, stressful week, a couple of beers extra creep in. And then suddenly, you know, during the first lockdown, I was drinking a couple of beers every single night. And it was just getting out of hand because I was saying I wanted to do something and not doing it. And that's very unlike me. And I was like, do you know what you need to do, Jamie? You need to bin off alcohol for the rest of the year and do a post about it. Because you know full well, if you do a post about it, there's hundreds of thousands of people that are going to see that. And you're going to feel like a twat if you don't do what it is that you said you were going to do. So one of the scariest things I did, I said, look, I'm not drinking for the rest of the year. And this was in August. Difficult thing to do. And it's been difficult for the last four months, but it's been fantastic. It is New Year's Eve. Midnight tonight, it will be another year, and I will be having a very nice glass of Chateau Neuf to Pop um, with a nice big glass, and that's going to be probably the nicest glass of wine I've ever tasted because I haven't had alcohol for four months. But what that has enabled me to do is have a bit of a reset, but also massive accountability. So start thinking in 2021, back to 2020, and think, what are the things that I said I wanted to do but didn't? And ask yourself, was it because I didn't hold myself accountable enough? There's many different ways that you can hold yourself accountable. Holding yourself accountable to others is so much easier to get shit done. We are so easily able to let ourselves down, but we find it so much harder to let others down. And especially if we put some skin in the game. And there's two ways you can put some skin in the game. You can cross people's palm with silver by actually paying for something because, of course... I love the, the thing, you've got to pay attention, you have. Because as soon as you pay, you have somebody else's attention. 
You have somebody else focused on making sure that you get the job done and documenting your journey. So one of the biggest problems that a lot of people have on social media is content. So what you have to understand is that people overcomplicate content and people are interested in other people and what it is that they're doing. And if you are set on achieving something in 2021 that is inspirational, that is going to get you out of your comfort zone, document it. Not only will you be more accountable for it, it will make a great content series. It will get other people tuned in and you're probably more likely going to make it a success. And this is what I do with some of my mad charity events. For those who don't know, I've done three mad charity events over the last four years. First one, I pushed 140 kilo sled for 24 hours. Second one, I ran backwards for 24 hours. And the third one, I box jumped Mount Everest. It was 14,550 box jumps in, just looking at the record certificate now, 22 hours, 18 minutes and 38 seconds. And I could not have done any of those three had I not held myself massively accountable to others, had I not live streamed all of my training sessions, live streamed the actual event, because one of the biggest things to push through when you're doing something for 24 hours is not wanting to let others down. You know, it was for, all of them were for charities, all of them for a local children's hospice, so I didn't want to let them down, but I didn't want to let my audience down too. And that gave me a relentless amount of energy to achieve the things that I have. So I very much owe a lot of my achievements to strangers because I've held myself accountable to them and then I've achieved the things from those commitments. Number four, it's hard to see the label when you're stuck inside the jar. I heard that quote last week and I love it. And it has so many depths of meaning. I'll say it again, it's hard to see the label when you're stuck inside the jar. And I think a lot of that talks about being more self-aware. And of course, when it comes to a business perspective, very much being more focused on your business than in your business. Something that I say to a lot of my, the personal trainers that I work with is the whole, well, I, I talk about Richard Branson and I talk about Virgin Airlines. And something that I would say is if Richard Branson was a pilot and he was, only, he only had one plane and he was having to fly the plane for the passengers, it'd be very hard to build the business because he's spending so much time flying the plane. He needs to pay for pilots and he needs to pay for other people to do stuff so he can focus on the big picture of the business. Um, so, you know, flying that plane is stuck inside the jar of your own business, especially if it's an airline business. But exactly the same, I see a lot of fitness professionals, I see a lot of business owners that are doing things that other people can do answering emails uh, sales calls um, social media content video all of this kind of stuff which you know I still do a lot of because I enjoy doing it but one thing I did last week is like well, hang on a minute I'm actually doing this and doing that I worked out there was probably six to eight hours of things that I'm doing on a weekly basis which I somebody else can do. And what's worse is somebody else that I'm already paying that can do it, which is, which is crazy. And it was, it was just not being self-aware enough. And it's a thing, advice to myself, you know, if you're just stuck in the jar of doing that thing because you've habitually done it for a long time, it's very hard to get out the habit of not doing it. But you need to be self-aware. You need to be conscious. You need to look at the label, get out of that jar and look at really what it is that you want to achieve. And for me, it is knowing what I enjoy doing. It is knowing things that other people can do 
and where I want to be. And, you know, my business is growing exponentially. I've just uh, launched a software company and I'm very excited because 2021 is going to be a very, very big year. And the only way it can grow is by, you know, working very much on the business and delegating out to my team things, you know, in the business. So number five, and I love this, it's a quote by uh, Warren Buffett. A few of these are quotes and, you know, I live my life through quotes. Someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. If you keep planting trees, chances are someday you too will sit in the shade. And for those, well, for those of you who don't know who Warren Buffett is, one of the world's greatest investors. And one of the reasons that he's won the game so much is, is patience. Patience and persistence. It is biding your time, doing small things consistently, and playing a longer game. Now, so many people are impatient. So many people I speak to when it comes to social media, they're saying to me, oh, Jay, you know, I've been posting every single day and I'm not getting any traction. I'm not building up any followers. You know, I'm not getting any customers and clients. I'm like, well, how long have you been doing this for every day? Six months. I'm like, what? Six months? You know, when we, when we look at the, um, the quote, if you planted a seed and watered it for six months and it wasn't a full-grown tree, are you going to be pissed off? No, because it takes a long time for a tree to grow. Just as much as it takes a long time for a social media following to grow, just as much as it takes a long time for a business to grow. Just as long as you understand that it takes a very, very long time for a person to grow. In fact, we never stop growing, both physically and mentally. And this is the so, so, so important to understand. Patience is key. Persistence and small things done consistently. Business takes a long time. Social media takes a long time. And it's not just about posting content. It's being consistent. It's being more confident and understanding what your audience wants. Understanding what your customers and clients want from you you know, getting the right products and services out there and being able to deliver them effectively too. So if you have this mindset of anything that you're looking to become successful at, that you need to plant the seed, you need to water it daily, and you need to be patient. The quote that I love is, be like bamboo. And one of the main reasons that I say that is there are certain species of bamboo that take three to four years to sprout out of the ground. So you have to look after them for three or four years. And then, of course, looking at them, nothing happens. But three or four years later, they sprout out of the ground. And when they do sprout out of the ground, some species of bamboo can grow up to 90 feet in six weeks. No, yeah, I think it's about 90 feet in six weeks. Some up to, I think it's like 20 centimeters a day. And one of the reasons that they take so long to sprout out of the ground is because they have to grow a very solid foundation. Because if you're going to grow 90 feet in six weeks, you need to have a stable foundation to hold that weight. And this is why you don't want an overnight success in something. If you don't, you don't want a unicorn business in a year to grow to billions of pounds. A lot of you think that would be a great thing to do, but you know, to run a billion pound business, you need tens, if not hundreds of staff, lots of responsibilities and lots of things are going to go wrong and lots of things are going to be put on your plate. Would you not prefer to, I mean, I think, would you not prefer to build a billion dollar business in 20 years? Of course, everyone would dream of doing that. But I would argue it's a lot easier to deal with the pains of growth over decades of experience than it is for it to happen overnight. 
something I say to a lot of clients is if I gave you the body of your dreams and you woke up in the morning and had it, it wouldn't last long. And one of the main reasons is A, you don't know how you got it and B, you don't know how to maintain it. So don't wish for an easy life. Don't wish for things to suddenly magically appear. If you work hard and you're patient and persistent enough, they will, they will appear because most of success is based on showing up every day regardless of how you feel and being, you know, playing that patience card. So I'll say that quote again. Someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. If you keep planting trees, chances are someday you too will sit in the shade. Number six, stop buying shiny shit. I want to say this again. Stop buying shiny shit. No one cares. No one cares how nice your car is. No one cares how nice your watch is. No one gives a shit. Stop trying to impress people that don't matter. I know that you want to buy all these things to feel confident and show people how well you're doing. But a true sign of confidence is not having to flash those things. Playing a longer game and... You know, I wish people would just show me how much they've saved this year, how much they haven't spent this year. That is the most beautiful thing ever. How much did, how much shiny shit did I look at and not buy this year? Why? Because I don't need it. And I think one thing to be taken out of 2020 is just how little that you need in life to be happy. When we all got in lockdown and, and most of us are in tier four now in the UK, we realize what actually matters. What matters is the people in our lives and, you know, that shiny things don't make us happy. People make us happy. Experiences make us happy. A lot of people travel makes us happy. And that's one thing that's made people very unhappy this year because they haven't been able to travel as much. But one thing that excites me is there's going to be a massive boom in that. There's going to be a massive explosion, hopefully, in coming to the third quarter of 2021. And uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be uh, a big change there, but only time will tell. So number six, stop buying shiny shit. No one cares. And stop trying to impress people that don't matter and you won't even remember in the next 50 years. Number seven, uh, the theory of creeping normality. What is the theory of creeping normality? It's understanding this, that one cut might not hurt, but a thousand cuts will kill you. And it's just understanding that some of us can get a little bit lazy and not do one or two things that we normally do on a daily basis because we don't really notice the difference when we don't do things. You know, if we decide to take the car to the shop when we normally walk there every day, it might not make too much of a difference. Let's just say that that is 2,000 steps. So today we've missed 2,000 steps. Not a big drama. You know, 2,000 steps missed, um, you know, that's not a big drama. But if we normally go to the shop every day and that day we decide to drive to the shop and now we decide every day instead of walking, we're going to drive to the shop. We now lose 2,000 steps per day. 2,000 steps a day over a month is 60,000 steps a month. 60,000 steps, let's move that to a year, is 730,000 steps a year. If we take 730,000 steps per year and we look at the energy that is expended and the calculations that I work from this is 10,000 steps walked is about, depending on body weight, 350 to 400 calories. So if we take those steps, if we take 730,000, we divide it by that, we get 29,200 calories less expended 
per year. And mathematically, what we also look at is a pound of fat is around 3,500 calories. So if we take that 29,200 and divide that by pound of fat, that could be 8.3 pounds of body fat. So if you did nothing whatsoever, but just change one little thing that didn't seem to make that much of a difference, walking to the sh- driving to the shop instead of walking, you, you, you could get to the end of the year and go, hey, why am I eight pounds heavier? Now, this is only one small five-minute habit. Imagine two or three things in your life which you have decided that you're not going to do anymore. You, you decided that your normal five-minute stretch in the morning you're not going to do anymore. You've decided that, you know, instead of taking the stairs up in the tube, you'd use the elevator. You've decided not to read that chapter that takes you 10 minutes every day to read. Suddenly, when we have this, you know, that creeping normality, and when we look in a year, we've gained eight and a half pounds of body fat. We've read 30 less books a year. And um, we're we're not in a better mental or physical shape because of about 10 to 15 minutes of habits, which we normally do. And it's understanding that small things done consistently equate to big results, but small things not done consistently affect us over time. And they compound and then we suddenly get to this thing of going, what the fuck happened? And not knowing how it happened because it happened so small and so little. And that's why I love the one, you know, one cut might not hurt you, but a thousand cuts will kill you. So think about that with your 2021. What habits did you used to do that you no longer do? And what are you going to get into doing as a minimum effective dose for 2021? Number eight Measure and manage these three things. These three things are probably what trigger people the most in the world. It is finance, it is fitness, and it is relationships. Any of those three out of whack will affect your mindset, mood, and motivation. Let's have a look at finance. You know, as I said, probably one of the easiest ones, we're going back to number six, is stop buying shiny shit. But one of the most important things you should do with finance, whether you are employed or self-employed or run a business, is 10% of everything you earn goes into savings and investments. So automatically that money gets put away and you don't even see it. And there's lots of apps that you can use now that automatically round up your money that you spend, et cetera, et cetera. You've got an app called Moneybox, which I like. Um, I just put it on my credit cards and and cards this year and it just rounds up everything. So let's just say I spend 86p, it just rounds up that 14p and puts in the savings account. I I looked at it this year, so just rounding up, there was 4,200 quid in there. And I didn't even notice that it it was there. It was just automated on autopilot and put in. Um, You've got these plum cards now that do the same. You've got something like Trading. I'm not going to um, be talking about stocks and shares, but you can you can take a little bit each month, auto invest it into something like the S and P 500. That's had 11% growth this year. So if you put some money in there, you're going to get a lot more growth than a savings account. And all of this can be automated and automatically come out of your account at the end of every month without you even seeing it. And that's the, one of the best practices that you can have when it comes to saving is schedule it so it comes out without you having to do anything. That is probably the best habit for you to save and grow those finances without even seeing it. Uh, Fitness. There's three, obviously, pillars of fitness which I like to focus on. Strength, flexibility, and performance. Strength, easy strength goals. Of course, what one of the things that so many people are f- focused on when it comes to fitness is how much their gravitational pull to the earth. 
is. And this is where they mark their progress and mark their happiness. Oh, I'm five pounds heavier. Oh, well, it's, it's fucking Christmas. Of course you're five pounds heavier. I'd be annoyed if you weren't five pounds heavier at Christmas. But are you fitter? What's your 5K t- time like? What's your 10K time like? You know, if you said to me, I'm five pounds heavier, but I've just hit my best 10K, who gives a fuck about the five pounds? Um, flexibility, you know, I'm five pounds heavier, but I've stretched and mobilized every single day and I feel great. Cool. Because it's about that, about that five pounds, it matters how good you feel. Um, and strength, you know, I'm five pounds heavier, but I've increased my bench press, my squats and my deadlifts. Well, I wouldn't look at five pounds heavier as a bad thing then. That's probably helped a lot with your strength. And when we look at hypertrophy and we look at muscle building, what we're focusing on is slightly increasing our calories over a period of time and progressively overloading with the weights. And if we're stronger, we're able to overload the body. We're out, you know, we're probably going to be building a lot more muscle and we're going to be actually seeing progress. And it depends on what you're measuring, measuring and managing. So think about when it comes to fitness next year, don't just set a weight loss goal. I want to lose 10 pounds. Set some realistic targets. You know, if you're going to the gym, which I know a lot of us aren't at the moment, have some strength-based goals. I want to lift X number of weight by this time. Set some performance goals. I want to do a 5K run in this time by this time. I want to do a 10K run in this time by this time. I want to do a half marathon. I want to do a marathon by this time. Okay? And understand, and remember Parkinson's law. Uh, A task will take as long as the time in which you give it. So don't give yourself a year. Give yourself enough time to train for something, but give yourself you know, a a deadline because that's going to have focus. And then we'll go back to number two and set yourself some accountability with it. Um, And when it comes to flexibility, an easy thing to do, which I do, and I have got out of this year, which I want to get back into from tomorrow, get back into 20 minutes of stretching, uh, stretching every single morning. Game changer. Okay. When When we're not in the gym as much at the moment, it's so important to stretch and mobilize. So when we do go back into lifting weights, we're not going to get an injury. And actually being more flexible, stretching, moving better, uh, it's going to make you feel better. And of course, it's going to be making you less injury prone. So when you do get some training under your belt, when we do go back to the gyms, et cetera, et cetera, you're, you're not going to get an injury and you're going to keep in there for longer. So you're going to see more progress. Uh, relationships as well. Something that I fucked up many years ago. And one of the main reasons that I did was because I wasn't focused on it. I was very focused on business. I was very focused on my body and my brain, but I wasn't focused on relationships. It's one thing that I was shit at. Uh, and a lot of that come, came from spending too much time on my mobile phones, being, you know, really, really selfless with strangers, but not kind of selfless with my time and my family. So when it comes to relationships, the best thing I can, I, I can say is have days where you're off your mobile phone. Um, have days where you're going out with people that you care about without any distractions, without any work, et cetera, et cetera. Plan days off and get good at listening to people. Get good at uh, communicating with people, reaching out to people, voice notes, WhatsApp, catch up Zoom calls if you can't see them in person and get into a routine of connecting with people. This will make your 2021 happier. I think one of the biggest problems that I've seen in 2020 is so many people were very selfish and very much focused on themselves because they were in survival mode a lot of the time. And, and one of the best ways to get out of that survival mode is to help others. It really, really is. And you feel better 
but also it, it works so, so well. You know, getting that text, getting that Zoom catch up with someone that you haven't spoken to a long time, uh, you know, going for a run outside if, if the tears permit it, doing all these things with people and connecting with more people. And, and you know, this is why they call it, you know, relationship building. We need to build these relationships. It takes work. Relationships do take work. And it's something that you should put in your diary as a non-negotiable. It should be a business focus for you to allocate time off and allocate time uh, for others. So measure and manage three things, finance, fitness, and relationships. Uh, Number nine, beat on a craft and become world-class. I think so many people, and I remember reading a book called Peak by Anders Ericsson, and what he talks about is that people usually get to a certain level of something and then they're happy with their progress. An example that he gave was someone who wants to learn to play tennis. They will spend months and months learning tennis. They'll get good. They'll get so good they'll probably beat everybody in their club and then they won't get any better for the next decade. Uh, The people who make a difference, people who become world-class, they get good and then they practice. You know, you've got to look at the the LeBron James, Michael Jordans, they're the people that are getting up at, you know, an hour before practice to get some hoops in. You've got the David Beckhams of the world who sits, um, who jumps on the pitch after the game is finished to practice his free kicks. You know, these are the world-class habits of people. And something that, you know, three things that I focus on is public, public speaking, presenting, and social media. I, this is one of the reasons that I've jumped on this clubhouse because I want to get to know a new platform. This is one of the reasons that I jumped on to TikTok uh, about 18 months ago. And I want to get better at doing different things, audio, video, in-person things. And whenever I do presentations, whenever I do public talks, and, and actually I think it was about 18 months ago, I went to Toastmasters and there was a lot of people at Toastmasters says, you know, Essentially, I had one comment on one of my speeches, like, why are you even here kind of thing? And it was like, well, I'm good, but I'm not great. You can always get better. And I think so many people get to a certain proficiency at something and then they just, they don't get better. They don't seek advice from others. They, they close their ears. They think they're an expert. And the minute that you think that you're good at something is the minute that you stop learning. Always be on your craft. Aim to become world-class. When you get very good at something, start looking at other people who are even better than you and then aspire to look at what they're doing to become better. So when it comes to public speaking, I'm always looking at good public talks. I'm looking at different ways to do that. When it comes to presenting, I'm looking at different ways that I can talk on camera, different ways that I can talk on my podcast. And when it comes to social media, obviously new ways and new platforms are coming up. Uh, different ways to present video, understanding what grabs attention. These are all kind of obsessions of mine that I love to beat on every day and get better. So one of the things that I want you to focus on in 2021, firstly, find a craft and beat on it. And secondly, if you do have a craft, don't just, just because you're good at it, aim to be great at it. And there's a great quote that I've put here is people have needs and thus assign value to people who meet them. You are rewarded in this world based on the value that you put into it. And a lot of people don't understand that. It's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm struggling. I'm like, well, what are you good at? I'm not very good at anything. Well, let's start there. Let's start getting better at things that make you valuable to other people. So start thinking about what those things that you have to give to the world start getting better at them, start giving a lot of them away with advice and value and content, and you'll never struggle to get a client base. Uh, And finally, number 10, 
and become a better listener. This is something that I was shit at a few years back. This is something that I work on a lot and I do become better at. And sometimes just shutting the fuck up and listening to other people without having an opinion. A lot of people now talk to respond or sorry, a lot of people listen to respond instead of listen to understand. I'll say that one again because it's important. So many people in this world listen to respond instead of listening to understand. I love a quote. I think it was by, uh, who was it? I was going to say um, Abraham Lincoln. He goes, I dislike that man. I must get to know him better. And it's so important to be a good listener. I understand that the world doesn't revolve, revolve around you. People have their different outlooks on life, different experiences, and it's important to try and understand them instead of just put them in the box and think, well, that person's right and that person's wrong. Dale Carnegie said a great quote, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. And why is that going to help you get your shit together in 2021? Becoming a better listener enables people to like you more, to want to work with you more, to open more doors for you. And it all comes by giving a shit about other people. And the most successful people that I know, the reason that they're there is because they genuinely care about other people's wants and needs. And you're going to run a successful business if you cater and understand those needs better. And the only way that you can understand people's needs better is shutting the fuck up and listening to what other people are struggling with, what other people need. And as I said, not listening to respond and have the answers listening to understand. So ladies and gents, that is my 10 ways to get your shit together in 2021. Let's have a quick recap over that, shall we? Number one, filter your news feeds. Today is a good day to start on following people and muting people. Number two, get more sleep. It's not easy, but one of the keys to it is to go to sleep a little bit earlier. Number three, have highly accountable commitments. It helps to put some skin in the game or to document your progress and hold yourself accountable to others. Number four, it's hard to see the label when you're stuck inside the jar. If you do run a business, focus on being more out of your business so you can focus more on your business. Number five, uh, it was a Warren Buffett quote, someone sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. If you keep planting trees, chances are someday you too will sit in the shade. Trees take a long time to grow. Success takes a long time to grow. Relationships take a long time to grow. Things take time, patience and persistence. And if you do have that, it's only going to be a matter of time, be it a decade, be it 15 years before you're sitting in the shade. Number six, stop buying shiny shit. Number seven, the theory of creeping normality. Small things done consistently equate to big results, but small things in ignored might not be detrimental in the short run, but are most certainly detrimental in the long run. Remember, one cut might not hurt, but a thousand cuts will kill. Number eight, measure and manage these three things in 2021. Finance fitness and relationships. Number nine, beat on a craft and become world class. As I said, minor public speaking, presenting and social media and social media marketing. People have needs and thus assign value to people who meet them and you are rewarded in this world based on the value that you put into it. And number 10, become a better listener. As I said from Dale Carnegie, you can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. 2021 has been very much people listening to respond instead of listening to understand. Learn to listen to understand 
and you'll have more influence and impact with others. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.